Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. And welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin, let's take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated Indian style, just lean back against something and be comfortable. And in both positions, let's put our palms open on our lap. And if you're doing something else, just do whatever you're doing and use this as a deep breathing uh, exercise to get really present in whatever you're doing. But if you can, let's sit, palms open on our lap, and just close your eyes. Begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. On the exhale, release, relax, and let go. And breathing in again, pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, relax release let go and breathing in again pure golden sunlight to the top of your head to the tips of your fingers and your toes on the exhale relax and sink in a little bit more and this time as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being place your hand on your heart activating your heart opening your heart and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you breathe in that golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes, on the exhale, just release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being, on the exhale, relax, release, and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, through your mind, through your core, through your whole body, on the exhale, sink in a little bit deeper. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, on the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy and breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head to the tips of your fingers and your toes let it wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy and this time as you breathe in pure golden gratitude through your heart through your mind through your whole body on the exhale go ahead and open your eyes. Oh, there we are. There we are. There we are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now I'm here. (laughs) I'm so excited. I have a wonderful guest um, speaker for our Stories of Reinvention today. I'm really um, happy and honored to uh, introduce you to Alana Weinroth. She's a Bay Area native um, with the love of philanthropy and wellness. And after graduating from St. Mary's College with a social justice degree, she made a practical decision to take a job in finance, taking her to New York City. 
After five years of working her way up the corporate ladder, she decided to give it all up and live her life with purpose um, by joining the team of the Covenant House International, a nonprofit that houses and supports transitional aged homeless youth. Two years later, she moved back to California and joined the Covenant House California team with the goal of expanding her outreach. And over the past four years in LA, she stepped into her purpose and power alongside her full-time job, helping homeless youth become a certified, became a certified yoga instructor and started the Give a Damn podcast, connecting her passions for self-care and love with a focus on love and care for your community. Oh my gosh, just welcome, 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 Alana. So happy to have you on the podcast today. Well, I'm honored, Christine. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being on my podcast as well. Oh my gosh, that was that was so much fun. Um, we, Alana and I met in Cassidy's um, fitness class and Cassidy was on in the same series. They're my two, well, I have a few youngins. I have a few youngins, <laughs> millennials that Thank I'm- you still calling me a youngin, Christine. <laughs> See, that's the thing about millennials. They feel old at 30. I mean, they really do. <laughs> that's part of the whole millennial thing. And we baby boomers think we have it bad. I mean, we never <laughs> thought we were old at 30. <laughs> I, I listen to millennials and, and you know, I think of my daughter, um, I have two daughters that are 30 and 30, well, almost 30. Kenna would have just be mortified that I just said that. She's <laughs> nine and still holding. And then Jazz is 31. And, you know, it's so funny because you're going to probably really relate to this. Like they get so stressed out about not um, being where they think they're supposed to be already, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like feeling like they're supposed to be this massive success. And they're only, they're just, beginning you know like we we want to scream to you no 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 you're you're just beginning like talk about reinvention you know you're inventing and then you'll reinvent many 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 times in your um adult life and you'll do that for different various reasons but i had you on because even in your bio you know i can tell you've already made so many pivots and turns and what i love so much about you alana is that you've really pivoted toward purpose and meaning which is so profound for your young age. And I, and I think that's so beautiful. So let, let's talk about that whole pivoting process. And, and let's just talk about how unhappy did you get in the finance world? Such <laughs> a creative. <laughs> Listen, I was uh, to the point of, of, you know, we're, it's still so early. Um, a few years ago, I was listening to Oprah's podcast and she was talking to Maya Angelou and I love Maya Angelou. I've read her books. Like I just, every quote, anything I could soak up Maya, I would. And I remember her saying that she didn't really like become well-known. Like she was part of the Black Panther movement in her thirties. Um, but people didn't really know who she was and she didn't write her first book until she was like in her fifties or, and people really like, she, she was being interviewed with her 70th birthday. And she mentioned like, now, this is the best I've ever been. And that really reframed for me what success is, is that it doesn't have to come at a certain time. Like you have time. You can be 70 and finally be living out your full purpose. So for me, I like turned off that clicking, that like ticking clock inside of me because it does us no good. Like we have so much time. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And especially coming from you. I mean, and it's true, like if you have that sense that life is an emergency, it sort of stifles your whole creativity and it's, it really stifles your flow. Like you can't yeah. 
get into flow when you're forcing it or when you feel that pressure from time. And so let's talk about that pivot that you took, like from the corporate finance world into the world of the nonprofit world, which is such a huge, dramatic change and difference. Yeah, it was. And you know, it's funny because when I was in that world, I considered myself happy. Like I had, I made good money. I was living in New York City. I loved my coworkers and my company. I didn't feel fulfilled though. And so I think at that point in my life that I was in sort of my mid twenties, to me that if I felt happy every day, then like that must be enough. And I remember it was a couple years into living in New York and I was living like really just so recklessly. I was having fun as a 20 something year old in New York working in finance. And I remember I was invited to do a sleep out with the Covenant House, which is this event that you basically fundraise and then sleep out on the street for one night in March to be in solidarity with homeless youth. And in that moment, and I think that's actually been a defining moment for all my reinventions that I've had, because I remember distinctly being there that night, being so inspired, hearing from these young people and my heart just breaking open and being really uncomfortable and then sad at how uncomfortable I was for one night. I couldn't even imagine anybody sleeping out on the street for more than one night. And the next morning, even though I hadn't slept, I journaled for like hours in my bed back in my East Village apartment about how this feeling, that feeling of feeling like awakened and excited and so passionate that like you can't sleep because you can't, you cannot get to it quick enough. That was what I was missing doing the job that I was doing. And so I've, I've carried that moment and feeling with me through, through my levels of reinvention. So from there, I could, I just, I couldn't ever go back to what I was doing before, you know, I couldn't ignore the fact that I felt something so strongly. So I quit my job and joined this team. And then what happened was that reinvention after a couple years, like it felt like I was like giving, 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 and I wasn't really getting anything back in return. So for me, then this moment, this awakening happened of in order to be able to care for other people and give back to my community, I have to start putting myself first because your cup just gets so empty. We all know that saying, like, you got to fill your cup up first for it to spill over to other people. It couldn't be more true for me, especially, and anybody, anybody. Like, self-care, like, you got to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. It's all, it's all those things. My next level of reinvention was our next stage was moving to Los Angeles um, to be closer to my family who's in the Bay area to continue to do this work. But that's when I was like, there's something missing in my personal life. So that's when I went through my yoga teacher training. I was a dancer my whole life. I love fitness, obviously, like we both do Cass's workouts. Um, And so I decided to become a yoga instructor and I did it initially just for me. I actually never thought I would teach. I thought, Like, this is just something that I need to do to reinvent, like, my inner Alana. She has not taken care of herself. And it's it's a deep journey. Like, that, those three months, like, I didn't, I was new here. I didn't date. I didn't drink. I 
went vegetarian. I just went all the way in and just sort of like embodied my life in this in this program and these people I was going through it with. And it was amazing. So I, I came out on the other side of that and continued to just do it within my own practice. What you did very intuitively uh, was was very profound. And I think what I want you to really listen to in this story is that we we have to turn inward, you know, like when we feel like something's missing, oftentimes what's missing is really us. Like we're not in it because we can't be, because I love what you did. You know, you turned inward to nourish yourself. And I'm sure what you found in the yoga practice is you nourish, you nourish that spiritual part of yourself too, and became more in alignment with who you are. And yeah. you probably didn't even know that's what's going to happen. But that's why I love so much about, you know, your youth and your ability to follow what your heart is telling you, Alana. Um, that's such a unique gift that so many people struggle with struggle with really listening and really following. And I think that is also a great gift of being a young single woman without children and without having started a family yet and all of that, because once you start all those things, it gets harder, you know, because yeah. your life isn't all, it, it can't be concentric around who you are. I just want to highlight how important that is at any age that you have to turn inward and honor what you value. If you want to come out really feeling on purpose and really feeling fulfilled, you have to line up with what it is you value. And so I just wanted to highlight that bravo for you Thank for you. You know, having that deep intuition and knowing, you know, it's a, a real sign that you're a, a, a deep goddess. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting because part of what was hitting me at that time was that I was about to turn 30. So I was like reinventing my life in this new decade, moving back, had just sort of like transitioned my career. And 30 was the age that my mom started having me and my sister. 30 was the age that a lot of like our parents, like, you know, right around 29, 30 started having us. And so something goes off in your head. Um, you know it is too, it's your Saturn return. It's, it's your Saturn return happens at that time. So the first Saturn return that you go through happens between 27 and 31, you know, so it's a huge pivot turn for all, you know, all, all women, all people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And that's the thing. It's like something has to happen. Do I need to have babies or, and for me that like that, that maternal instinct did kick in, but I didn't have the right partner for that. So instead it was like, you, you nailed it. It was like, I I'm never going to have this time back to be on my own, to be reinventing myself here. So I'm going to go so deep within myself while I still have the space for that. And I never had more space in my life. And so what's interesting, Christine, is that that sort of evolved into sort of reinvention number two, which is I started doing this work. I was still working for Covenant House, loving it, loving giving back to my community, feeling really good and grounded because I had my yoga practice. I was teaching at some studios here and there. And then about a year went by and I started to feel like my message had would have impact. This exact thing we're talking about of, you know, taking care of yourself so that you can care for your community, so that you can turn it outward, sort of became like 
my mission that I carried into all my friendships, into everyone I met. And people kept saying like, you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast. And I love helping people. And I sure as hell love hearing myself talk. So uh, (laughs) it was like, I should start a podcast, but that's really scary. So I really thought about it and I came up with the name. It literally just hit me one day, which was give a damn because I swear a lot too. So I was like, you know what? You need to give a damn. People need to give more dams about their community. We need to give more dams about our neighbors. And most importantly, we need to give more dams about our damn selves. So I started this podcast and then, and then the evolution started to like really move. Like things started to shift within me. And what started to really shift was like, I really love having my own platform. Like people love give a damn. This is inspiring people. And so the last phase of reinvention was that I decided to start my own yoga business where I started teaching virtual classes during COVID. I saw Cass doing it and was like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. She gave me so many tips. Of course, I wanted to teach in a studio, but that's difficult to do. And I thought, I think I can make a really big impact when it's give a damn yoga. And I just, it's just me and I get to care for my community. And that sort of been this next phase of like entrepreneurship at 33 and a half, you know, and I want thankfully have an amazing partner who's so, so supportive and it pushes me in that right direction. And because I've listened to my heart, because everything's like gelling together and supporting one another in a really cool way. I love that so much. And I mean, I love Cass's story and your story um, and so many, I've heard so many stories of reinvention during COVID. You know, it's it's a it's been a powerful time. Most people talk about 2020 as being the year of uh, just being a disastrous year, but it hasn't been. It wasn't a disaster for everyone. No, I, I love that. Um, so many entrepreneurs really found their mark. You know, um, in 2020, and and because it gave us a great opportunity. You know, it it it, it proposed to everyone that the online world was ready for that, that, yeah. you know, when you have to stay at home, what are you going to do? You got to do something from home, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I think, and that's just a beautiful, um, I, I just think what it did was it, it, it gave the entrepreneurs that were going to be entrepreneurs anyways, a jump start. you know, it, it's sort of likely, you know, you were on your way to doing something like this, but you just didn't know it, you know? And yeah, yeah I mean, like Cass says, there's no reason to go back, like go back to a yoga studio or a gym. I mean, people, I love working out from home. Yeah. You know, I, I really love it. It's so Me convenient. Too. It's very time efficient. You know, you can just get ready really quick, go do your workout. You're done. You don't have to drive and get in the car and go anywhere. Totally. I mean, you know, it, it works really, really well. And, um, and I love this, this, I love so many stories of people who, who have, have done that. And it's awesome that you made that turn yourself. Can well, you tell everyone where they can find your yoga classes, which your do you have a website now? Yeah, right, right on my Instagram page. So at Alana Weinroth, um, there is a link right in my bio to join, um, revamping my website. So everything will just be on there, but all of it's always linked in my Instagram. Um, and on my Facebook. But I wanted to say something that I, I thought of is, and I think for me, what what really made me turn in this direction was, was COVID. And, but in the sense that 
I will run myself around and overcommit so much. I'm like, go, 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 go. And I don't think that this time has been, it's been horrible for so many people. So don't get me wrong when I say this. I think it was the most important year of my life. I had been just dying for an excuse to slow down, to stay home and to have more time alone with myself. Like I am an extrovert and I have thrive during this time of being alone with myself because really what I needed was to turn within without talking to friends, asking family. I just got to be alone. And so I think that is why I leaned so heavy into the podcast and and into teaching these virtual classes is because I finally got time to just be silent and still and let God bring those answers to me of what I needed to do. And what it told me was like, take a risk. It's okay. Everyone has space in this world to have their own thing. Like it's not, it's not overconsumed. Like you have a voice and a message that nobody else has. And I talked to you and I felt like you were sent to me and you said, you've got to reboot this podcast. I was taking a little break and everything has filled my heart up, but I don't think I would have done it if I hadn't been still and quiet at home for a year. <laughs> I love that. And I, I also want to highlight that, that, you know, that the part about taking a risk you know, and so many people are afraid to take that risk because they're afraid, what if it doesn't work out? But then again, what if it doesn't work out? You know, what if, you know, what have you really lost? And, and it's, it's, you know, it, it is a risk. And I think a lot of times our ego screams for us to stay away from risky things because of our identity. But if you lean into that and, and it is risky, and you lean in, you're actually going to find something really, really precious on the other side of that fear. And yeah. I think um, what we find is our authentic expression. And when we are in alignment with our authentic expression, and then we're um, creatively bringing that forward, however we do that in the world, and in your case, and in my case, it's it's the acts of service that drive us. Um Boy, that's just a winning combination. You just, you cannot lose when you have all of that. And then it's all an acts of service as well. Now that said, we all have to make a living too. So yes. that said, there is the monetization of your activities online and so forth that we all have to be aware of as well. And it's always been that way for us too, as authors, you know, like when Richard was alive, he would say, I cannot imagine being paid what I get paid to write about happiness for other people. He's like, there's just no better career in all the world. But that said, you know, he got paid and it's okay. It's okay to make money doing what you love and, and following your passion. And I don't know, I love this conversation so much because first of all, you're a young woman and you're living on purpose. And that is so beautiful um, did you know that like only 1% of the population ever lives on purpose? No. You know yeah. Cause most people, they don't know, like they think like what you thought and they stop there. They think, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm okay, I'm making good money, I'm really good at what I do. I'm, I feel pretty happy, but something might be missing, but this is about all I can ever expect. Yeah. And, 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 but there's always that sense of something's missing. You know, there's always that sense that something isn't quite right. But when somebody finally figures out what their larger purpose is, like I heard you say it, yours, you were impassioned and awakened by um, these youth by, and knowing that you could help them, knowing that you could help 
um, you know, that, that just drove you, you know? And so your acts of service are what really impassion you. And, and I, and also, Oh, in the self-care piece, that was the other piece that that's a really beautiful thing that you said, because we can all learn so much from, from that, that when you take care of yourself and you really nourish yourself and you do that inner work, then you can, um, find that alignment and really go out and take care of others and really be of service, fully of service. Well, Alana Weinroth, you are a mover and a shaker and a give a damn girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Christine. I appreciate that so much coming from you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, It's been a pleasure. Would you have, do you have any, any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close off this interview today? You know, I think that we sometimes can think that self-care or protecting your space is selfish. I know that that's like that was something that I really told myself a lot. So when I didn't want to go do something with friends and instead I wanted to read a book or I wanted to just like be still and quiet or take a bath, like I felt selfish because that's what we think. It is not selfish. Louder for the people in the back. It is not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. We have to put ourselves first. You have to. And you will be so much better for everybody else in your life, your kids, your partner, your friends, your parents, if you take care of yourself first. So I think that is really the most important thing that I try to get across on my podcast and in my yoga classes is you come first and you will be better for everyone else for it. But do not, do not for a second think that is selfish. Well, I love that. And, and just to end on a note of reinvention that, re, you know, being open to taking risks and doing the inner work necessary to discover who you are at this stage in your life um, and to honor what you value. That is the epitome of also self-care is to honor what you value and then live accordingly. So Alana Weinroth, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I want you to just spell your name so that they can find you on Instagram really easily. It'll be in the show notes too, but might as well just spell it out loud. Absolutely. It's A-L-A-N as in Nancy, A-W-E-I-N-R-O-T-H. So you can find me on Instagram at at Alana Weinroth. You can find me on Facebook. I post there too, Alana Weinroth. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for being here and listening with us. Don't sweat the small stuff. Live the big stuff and come back and listen again. Thanks a lot. Christine Carlson invites you to rediscover who you are now. Find a sense of renewed purpose and reveal your most vibrant self by joining her popular What Now program. Whether you're a new empty nester, transitioning in your career, recently heartbroken or divorced, undergoing the body and hormone changes of midlife, or just feeling void of everyday passion, it's easy to feel stuck and disengaged. This is why Christine created a six-week mentorship program just for you. The What Now course offering will lead you through the waves of change and transition to get you unstuck from the mundane of daily life making it easier for you to find passion and ease. Each week's lesson is offered as an online audio teaching, so you can listen anytime and anywhere. Each teaching is accompanied by an in-depth workbook to make the learning deep, profound, and enjoyable as you embark on a new chapter in your journey. 
There's no better way to take your what now and use it to awaken your most vibrant life of joy. Register today at christinecarlson.com forward slash vibrant life.